Today's episode of It's Just Money, we have college football, week six lines, picks, and predictions. We talk a little bit about the NFL, but we do introduce a new segment along with what's popping, and that is who's in, who's out. We're going to talk about college football a lot today. That's our sweet spot. We've been betting the hell out of it. We're 50, 35, and 1. So jump on with us in the Vigit app. Download the Vigit app today. Use the code It's Just Money for 1,000 free coins. What that app is, is a wager-free betting app where you go on, place your picks without using your real money, and compete for great prizes such as Amazon gift cards, TVs, and T-shirts. It is the best app in the world. We cannot recommend it to you enough. Download today. And use the picks that we're about to give you. Get your notepad out. Get your phone out. Write them down. Now let's go. Is that I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. Mm, what's up, bitches? Tell them to bring me my money. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast presented by Vigit. This is episode 37. Today is Friday. It is October 8th. We are one day away from another full slate of college football. That'll be week six already. Dun, dun, dun. That sucks. Um, but it's in full swing. We're kind of figuring things out. Everybody can beat anybody. It makes it that much harder to bet. But we're excited to be back. The boys are here. Let's talk to them. Let's go to JP this week. Yeah, you know what? I uh, was it said I was a little bit nervous last week going into Maryland, but then I settled my nerves on Thursday, and I was like, "Here's the deal: like we're just a better team." Blah blah blah. It's Maryland, bro. Did, yep, it didn't expect what happened to happen, but I'm very happy. Now I'm actually nervous. I think we're a better team than Penn State. It's just the <laughs> now spot. I'm actually nervous. <laughs> I, this is what nervous feels like. I'm. It's such a big game. It's so cool. Um, you know, for the U of I to be in the spot they are. So. Very nervous, very excited. I think it's kind of hoarse that it's not night game, but you know how Fox is and their TV schedule and times. So they literally um, never want to play any good game at night. It's like Fox. You know, is I, I think they're scared of the ABC ESPN game that's usually at night, right? Like, isn't that usually with like fuck it? Well, what what would they have to compete with Saturday night? Because um, Texas and Oklahoma's in the day. When's uh, Arkansas Ole Miss? Who? Yeah, I mean. I'm, people are watching the Iowa game over that nine you, times out of ten. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people around the world that do not like Iowa and think they're the most boring team ever, and I know that we're the most boring team ever. Oh, but I, I am a definitely one of those people, but I'm not going to not watch the fucking game. The night game is Nebraska-Michigan. That's the primetime game. On Fox? No, the primetime game on ABC, like the actual oh, like, so main yeah, primetime I mean, game. Oh, fuck. Nebraska's a brand name and Michigan's a brand name, even though Michigan shouldn't be a brand name anymore, but that's another conversation. I'm shit. Nebraska shouldn't be a name brand anymore if Michigan's not. They've both been good the last – that was the last time they were good is 97. So they're both in the same boat. However, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. I'm not nervous because that's the best part about us being like everybody's so lost on us, whether or not we're like decent or just suck. Schaefer looks like he's on the still suck train. But no, 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 no. I have, you, I you just gotta have, watch I have, that football team. No, I have, I have, no, I don't think they suck. I actually have input on that. I think that I was gonna wait for this take until kind of mid. Well, then wait. Yeah, uh, let's, we can wait because we'll break them all down. But uh, anyway, introductions. Last week, how did your bets go last week? 
Wait, we never even introduced Schaefer. Have we even talked to him yet? No, because he jumped in the middle of my intro. Oh, well, he's here. Schaefer, how are you doing, motherfucker? I am fantastic. That's what I like That's the hear. least enthusiastic. You ever realize that anytime Schaefer gets introduced, he says, I'm good. I, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I have Monotone. never fantastic, so that shows you how <laughs> fantastic I'm doing right now. Um, no, last Saturday was... Uh, that was a lot of fun. That that was one of the most fun times I've really really ever had in Ames. Not really for the game aspect, although that was it was pretty cool. It was fun. Obviously, just kicking the shit out of Kansas is a great time. But I lost a lot of money on Saturday, and I just couldn't have cared less. Like I was just having a great time with my boys, and we drank from twelve uh, at noon till the bar closed, including in the game. And my, one of my only covers was the clones. So overall, I just had a great time with some great people. And I went probably, that was probably my worst betting performance of all time. I think at one point I was, I was two, two and eight or something like that. And uh, yeah. And then my NFL parlay didn't hit because of the fucking the jets. So I lost a lot of money last weekend. I'm not going to lie, but as you can tell in the tone of my voice, I'm, I'm excited about this upcoming week by week coming up and I get to watch both of my friends just absolutely shit bricks all day because both of them are playing for their lives right now. So easy. I'm not playing for my life. Okay. But, and he, there is he, yeah, see, that was my take. Oh, that, well, that was my take. He is okay. Let's just get into it. Cause no. I think I, I just want to say it just, okay. Before this, you do that, no, I went, no, we're not doing it yet. Okay. Well, I went, I went two and three on Saturday and I went two and four on the weekend. Um, Wake Forest should have scored. They would have covered if they would have just figured it out and not had penalties in the red zone. Um, over in the Virginia Miami game was just, I don't know how that didn't hit. That was incredible. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, pretty much it was the first losing weekend I've had, so can't complain, but it hurt a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Especially, it has to come after a six and two weekend. That's the only way it works. Yep. See, I, yeah, I had a good weekend. But, well, I mean, here are my bets. So I doubled down on Oregon, took their money line after they were. Uh, Why do you continue to do that? Because they had a chance to win. Like this was pretty. This pretty. This was a pretty good bet. This was like, <laughs> and I, I should have taken West Virginia's money line. <laughs> my fucking dumbass didn't. So of course the other one hits. The other one doesn't. Um, Notre Dame. I, I don't know what you're doing as far as the quarterback play, Brian Kelly. I don't know what's going on there. Um, Louisville or Wake Forest, sorry, barely beats Louisville. Uh, West Virginia loses to Texas Tech. Uh, UCLA minus three just gets slaughtered. Just <laughs> slaughtered. I could have, I could have, yeah. And then my, my two nightcaps, a little Boston College, a little Iowa State action made me lose less money than I could have. So, you know, just one of those days. <laughs> yeah, that was a negative tone. Like, that recap was like, well, well I got my ass fucked, but. Sorry, here's, here, here was my problem. I knew I was fucked. So when I went, my la- the weekend before when I did well, I went 0-2 Thursday, Friday. I went 2-0 and this last Thursday, Friday. So actually, I went 4-8. and I apologize. I was talking Saturday. So I knew I was fucked because I was ah. I need to not – so I didn't bet weekday games. It's, it's Friday. By the time you guys are listening to this, I have not bet a Thursday night game. I think I have a game playing tonight. But, yeah, we're staying away from weekday games as much as possible. Nuh-uh. Next Tuesday, baby. 
Well, that's next week. We'll cross that fucking bridge when we get there. <laughs> but, so we were watching the game. We are watching the Iowa game Friday night. Uh, and my brother just – he just wanted a hammer. Illinois – or, sorry, Maryland plus 18 and a half. This is in the second quarter. This is before Talia threw his, like, third pick. I go, no, you're a fucking dumbass. Watch him. He has no idea what he's doing. He's going to throw three more. Lo and behold, he ends up with five. I was completely right. I mean, you just could tell he had no idea what he was doing when he threw the ball. He's like, fuck it. I'm just throwing it. He was, he was Sam Darnold seeing ghosts out there. See, that game last week, you look at it, and it's like, oh, we got undefeated Maryland and, und- and undefeated Iowa going in and playing at Maryland. Like, it fucking matters. Like, you realize about the fifth play in that game, it's still Maryland. That's, so another, like, that's another game this week, or that's another team this week that's in, a diff- it's in an interesting spot where I think, again, just like the Iowa game, it, it could go both ways. It could get ugly. I could see them hanging in there. I don't know. It's like Maryland likes to play this game in people's heads that they might, they might compete because sometimes they do. Like it's a hit or miss. It's interesting for sure. There's a lot of teams like that this year. It's crazy year in college football so far, but there are some good games. I don't really like the board this week. Tough However, board. Yeah, tough, tough board. board. Going back to last week, I went seven and five, and I'm okay with that because, like we just said, the first three weeks of college football, I was almost like – on fire every week, like six and two, five and two, four and two and hitting parlays. And so I thought I was due for like a three or four week span of two and six, like last week. So seven and five, I can deal with, I didn't go up that much money, but the plays weren't as bad as I thought they, it could have been really bad. I think the biggest lock of the week was Bama. I mean, that was ridiculous that the public really was that. Uh, Georgia, Georgia was probably even bigger. Oh yeah. That was a good point too. Georgia didn't even let them like come close to sniffing the end zone. Like, that was that was bad. Well, we're talking that. about a defense. The defense hasn't given up a touchdown. The first team defense hasn't given up a touchdown all year. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's what really insane. It's <laughs> actually insane. No, I. You know, I, be more even more insane is if you met all those people in person and they'd all be six five, two hundred fifty yeah. pounds, running four fours, and then you got your defensive linemen that are six foot six, three hundred and some pounds, and just run like deers. Just, oh my god, like. How do people? How are people made like that? Like God-given ability to be massive. And it's like, how does Alabama and Georgia get every single one of them? That's why, because they got guys <laughs> that can already do it, and they're like, I want to do that. So I'll add this in, Schaefer. We'll talk about the NFL at the end, like always. But I did talk the Colts into a win. Yeah, I felt it in my bones. Good pick. Needed it bad. Um, <laughs> cannot believe they actually won that football game. There was a lot of times muffed a punt couldn't convert inside the goal line that team's still bad they're still bad so it doesn't matter but shout out to my ravens Ravens pick by the way yeah well we had seven starters out before the game teddy goes out with a concussion we had another injury down like we were we're down right now (laughs) guess what the over under is for pittsburgh denver on sunday 13 (laughs) it's hold on let me make a realistic guess i'd probably say 41 32 39 and a half ah Oh, oh that's low. Yeah. That is very, very low. I didn't think it would actually go under 40. It is. But, okay, that recaps last week. Bets, let's go into a new segment. Not really new. We did it a little bit last week talking about the top 10, but we're just going to focus on the top four, the college football playoff. This is who's in, who's out. Pretty simple. We're going to talk about who we think is in the top four, who we would put in the college football playoff up to this point in the year based upon their wins, their strength of schedule so far, and how they've looked on the field. Um, so let's go to Schaefer first, since this was his idea. 
Um, who is in and who is out in your college football playoff top four? Well, obviously, number one who's out of contention is uh, Notre Dame. That That's pretty simple. I don't even care if they run the table the rest of the year. They're, they're completely out. Um, I would say there's a, there's a toss-up. I think right now Alabama and Georgia are one and two. I really – obviously, this conversation is tough to have, and it would be a little more clear-cut after Saturday's game uh, between Penn State and Iowa. I, I, I still have – because I was so high on them all year I, or all offseason, I don't care how bad they've – or how underwhelming they've been playing. I'm still going to put them in. Give me Oklahoma at the four spot. I'm going to stick to it until they lose. And then here, here – I'm going to make a prediction. I might – I think Ohio State might rally back and find their way back in it. I think that – Wow. I think – I just think there's – even if Iowa runs the table, goes undefeated, if I, Ohio State can beat Penn State, run the table, Ohio State and Iowa are playing for that college football playoff spot, and I, I think they would get them in. And I, I know what Cincinnati's doing. I get it, and we can talk about it, but nobody's talking about BYU running the table. They have got a much better schedule than Cincinnati is. So if we want to argue about a group of five, I'm not sure if they're even the best choice at this point. <clears throat> Let but me lead into mine. All right, Who's sorry. out? I have Notre Dame as well. Who's in? Give me BYU and Cincinnati. Both, with Georgia. Both Fuck yes. You're an idiot. You can't keep them out anymore. They're both gonna, playing tough schedules. And I, you know how much I homer these, not, these group of five schools. Yeah. Fuck yes. Hold well, on. I'm, that's if, assuming Iowa loses if, some if, game, let down if, game. If you put both of those schools in against Alabama and Georgia, those two semifinal games will be the least watched college football playoff games of all time. I don't want to hear that you bullshit because if you, have, if you have Cincinnati, if you have one of them in, fine, that game will get some decent ratings. No one is going to watch both of those teams play at SEC school. Bullshit. Absolutely, absolutely bullshit. not. Bullshit. Look at the last college football playoff game, especially the first semifinal game. They're blowouts anyway. We, yeah, well, that two-three matchup's usually fun. I know last year was a little uh, kind of underdelivered with Clemson kill, getting killed by Ohio State, but that game had a lot of hype. That Fields Lawrence game was going to be was going to be a good one, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. No, that's, I feel that's like that's an interesting take. Well, that's not. I'm not saying that's the top four. <laughs> I'm just saying those two teams definitely have a bid to be in. BYU and Cincinnati, they've here, both here, done what you asked. Here's what I – here's honest to God, I would much rather see them both go undefeated and play each other. I, I just – I would rather not watch one of them get killed. What's the point? Why would you want to watch them get killed by Alabama? No, if Cincinnati runs the table, especially Cincinnati, you have to put them in. You Over don't want to watch them team. play a great game against BYU. You'd rather watch them play – Alabama and get fucking railed. Yes, because people assume automatically that they'd get fucking railed, and then because you run into. They this. will. <laughs> I promise you. No, I don't think they will. People, they're all. Everybody's saying that all the time. They're supposed to get railed against Georgia. They're supposed to get. No, that team's. It's but not how it works. But this is different. This is the actual playoff. This isn't the Sugar Bowl where Georgia's coming half-ass in. If they lose, fine. If they win, whatever. This is for it all. There's no fucking around. There's no playing patty cake anymore. This is Nick Saban 
going for your fucking throat to get into the the national championship game. I don't think so, man. I would love to see it. I feel like we got to do it this year. They did everything you asked. They went on the road twice to two power five opponents and took care of business. They actually looked pretty good um, against Notre Dame. However, Notre Dame looked really bad. Um, so I'll say both of those teams are leaning in. The team that's obviously out, Oregon, um, I think that's too much of a loss to, to blink at later in the year. Stanford, not a very – not a bad football team, but not a good enough one to make the one-loss argument. Yep, I agree. So those are my two teams that are out, and those are the two teams that I think have bids to get in that are on the bubble. JP. All right, in. All right, let's start with out. Michigan, you're not getting in. I don't – you're – you're going to lose a game if not two. Michigan out. Uh, I don't think – I think the hype before the whole season and throughout the season for Cincinnati is a bigger hype and will push them in before BYU does. That's just an opinion on my part. Um, I truly feel like I could dunchain Oklahoma right now, and they haven't even lost a game yet just because I feel like they'll slip up at some point. And if the Big Ten continues hey, they, to do what it – listen, got over the, the Kansas State hump. Listen, if the Big Ten <laughs> continues to do what it – is doing and there's going to be um you know a one loss team on one side or an undefeated team on one side and an undefeated on the other it's going to be a big 10 team two sec teams and then maybe the g5 i just don't see the pac-12 getting in but if oklahoma doesn't play very well and they have one loss i could see someone sneaking in over them with just how unimpressive they've been um but i i would just keep i'd keep iowa in just for you know, right now it's, it's a, it's a slash for me. It's Iowa slash Penn state, you know, it's kind of that situation. And if I had to throw somebody in the four right now, it would probably be Cincinnati. So it's basically if, your top five just slashed. Who do you think the they put it? If Oklahoma runs the table, goes undefeated. Do you think they get them in or Cincinnati in? Oh, they'll put Oklahoma in. That's what I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, it won't even be a question. And, and, act here, like it's and a question. Here, here's the problem with Cincinnati, and I understand, and I know we talked about the teams they beat and they had to win them, and I understand that, and we're giving them that respect. However, Notre Dame, that's a good win. I don't want to take that away, but they're they're young. Indiana's bad. That's a bad. That's not a good football team. They are very well. They're not playing well this year. That was supposed to be a much tougher game for Cincinnati. Than I thought. And I went back and looked at the rest of the schedule for Cincinnati uh, this year. There are some piss-poor teams that they are playing. There's three or four of them that have one or less uh, wins on their schedule. Okay, and if you're taking the Indiana game off Cincinnati, are you taking the Indiana game off of Iowa? So now their only impressive win is Iowa State? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they would have Iowa State. They still have to play Penn State. No, 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 not running the table. Just like right now at this point, it sounds like Iowa should be out. Cause yeah, I mean, no, our, our, no, our wins said, have kind of gotten worse, but at the same time, can you knock us for what they were at the time? Like that's kind of the problem we're seeing with a lot of teams is like. No, I'm know. talking end of the year running the table. That's my, that is my talk. Looking back at the year when it's all said and done. I mean, you're looking at, you're looking ahead if Cincinnati running the table, their schedule is just very poor right now. And if Iowa, yeah, I mean, Iowa was clearly would be much better because that would assume that they beat Penn State and they have some more. They have to play in Lincoln and sing things like that. I mean, look at – they got SMU is the toughest game left. UCF is without Gabriel. That shouldn't even be close. 
there's there's no it's theirs to lose and it's just not even it's not going to give them much of a run which is the sad thing yeah i mean it's interesting college football top four is such a bounce around this year um you have teams um like iowa for example they start the year at 18 and they win those games that they have they've jumped 15 spots like we have to think about that they've jumped 15 spots in five games that's crazy that just kind of shows you how many teams have been losing and how in and out it's been um so it'll be an interesting finish to the year because this is kind of when the heat of the conference starts is that week two through week four of conference play yeah, stretch you're gonna you're gonna get people into the heart of a conference schedule where it's just starting to get grueling and things might pile up it's just going to get tougher and tougher especially when you get into a big 10 slate or a big 12 slate like and I know everybody like the SEC is a you know a sledgehammer match too, but like especially in these conferences where, um, for example, like the Big Ten has so many undefeated right now, that's not going to stay. Big Twelve's got teams that have already kind of taken a beating a little bit, and they're just going to continue to like beat on each other. So it's just interesting to see. So like, you know, like games like you get into a conference slate and you're four and zero or conference and three and one or four one conference. Dude, playing somebody in the middle of the road or the bottom of your division in your conference is not like easy anymore like it's just crazy especially this year like it's just such a different year so it's going to be a you know through hell and high water kind of year yeah no it'll be interesting to watch it play out it's going to be great to be a fan like to watch um especially if your team's in the mix so i'm i'm excited for your ride jp because it'll it'll be a hell of a one okay yeah, and there's and we like not to bring it to, back to iowa but iowa has penn state at home they still have to play Wisconsin on the road, which no matter how Wisconsin's playing, Camp Randall's tough. They still got to go to Memorial Stadium and play Nebraska. Like they have tough games still. I'm I'm kind of I think that Memorial, I think that game in Nebraska is much tougher than Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is. I mean, we'll get into that it. That team's bad. They're so they're so bad. They're so bad. Their offense should be top twenty worst teams in the country. Like they should be in the top over the top 100 they're that they're that bad it's unbelievable i can't get over it they're awful they're awful okay 100 let me jump to this really quick and add this in because we're talking about teams in general i saw a list today from i believe it was pff college football and it was ranking division one quarterbacks and i saw spencer petrus at i believe 29 and I saw Adrian Martinez at 59. Ooh. That is the most asinine Ooh. thing I've ever seen in my it's life. All, it's well, all rankings-based in, like, the numbers they punch. That's I, also saw, I also saw a top 10 list on Twitter of top 10 uh, Big 12 quarterbacks, and uh, Gary Bohannon out of Baylor was number one. Fuck so, yeah, dude. The last called week. recency bias. Yeah. That's how just, it works. Just brutal. But. It's clicks. You're trying to get clicks. PFF just does everything on like numbers based. And so if you're efficient and don't turn the ball over, that's what happens. And so like Martinez had fumble issues that hurts him, but like it hasn't hurt him lately. Like Petrus only throw has thrown one pick, but he hasn't thrown for a ton of touchdowns. He just doesn't turn I, the ball. over. I, know, I just thought the grade would be higher for them based upon Adrian's obviously has Nine passing touchdowns yeah. and eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And he's See, only they don't really two account for that as much, I don't think. I think it's just all efficiency and, you know, number punching. Yeah. Okay, I forgot this, but let's jump back to it really fast, really fast. Um, wrap up your team's week. Obviously, we'll let Schaefer go first because there's not much to talk about because Kansas is fucking brutal. Wow. What? 
But no. What do you mean not? Give, give Kansas. No, I'm just kidding. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> you better say give Kansas credit. Yeah, they oh, battled shit. their asses off until the till the but, the bell rang. They battled their asses you mean off until the siren went off. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Hey, there was a storm brewing. It was rainy. It was wet. Me the cyclone. There were all the fake fans left the stadium. It was only me and with like five minutes to go. But it's fine. It's whatever. I've been to an Iowa State game like that in the first quarter. Oh yeah. Did I ask you? <laughs> Get yourself, buddy. It's my story time. <laughs> okay, let's go down to JP, Iowa, and Maryland. Uh, I mean, not much to cover. Defense kept doing what the defense does, and the offense looked good, but I still think things aren't solved offensively. I mean, we were gifted field position a lot, uh, but it, at the same time, like if you're gifted it, you got to you know do something with it, and we did exactly that. So good win, uh, great kind of like um, – I don't know, just like an emphasis win. It's not like a big win, like beating the Tar to Maryland shouldn't boost your, um, you know, ranking or anything like that, but it should boost morale after a lot of people had them picked to slip up there and just beat the Tar out of a team. So um, very happy with it, very excited that it happened the way it did, didn't have to sweat anything out, and, you know, it's on to the next one and a bigger one. Yep, that's, uh, I think, a very fair recap for Nebraska. I do not know. I think Northwestern is a very, very bad football team. However, the way they played in that game, I think they would have probably beat anybody that was on the field that night. The place was rocking. Um, light, The light show they did in the third quarter, I don't know if you guys saw that. It was fucking electric. I've never seen anything like that in Memorial Stadium. Um, so I hope the atmosphere comes back this weekend. Actually, I know it will. Um, it's going to be crazy down there. Night games always are. But they just absolutely piss-pounded that team from – from the first play on. Remember when I bet on Northwestern week one against Michigan State? Yeah, that was funny. I remember when I bet on Northwestern week three against Duke. I thought it was a toilet bowl and they got shit on by Duke. <laughs> I don't think I so. put my money on Northwestern this year, so I'm pretty happy about yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not. I would not. <laughs> um, but, no, that team's bad. But I think they're, I, it's hard to take away anything because that Northwestern team looked that bad. Um, but there was a lot of big plays, a lot of playmakers – um, Jaquaz Yant out of the backfield is a fucking beast. He's Eddie Lacy Jr. Um, he played a week one a little bit, and then Frost told him he was not going to play again until he dropped 25 pounds because he was too heavy. Um, so he dropped 25 pounds, and he had a monster week. I think he ran 13 rushes for 147 yards. Um, he's a beast. He never goes down to the first tackle, and so he'll be huge this week, I hope. So I think this week comes down to turno- turnovers against Michigan, um, but I'm excited for it. Okay, let's jump to what's popping. What's popping? Schaefer, what is popping in the world of sports? You can lead us off. The NBA's back. Is that, is that going to be what your what's popping? No, I think I said that last week, didn't I? I said college basketball's back. No, we'll go. Uh, we will go. Actually, I'm going to say this because when we recorded, it already happened next week. Let's go weeknight football games, like early weeknight football mm-hmm. games. We got App State. Isn't, didn't you say absolutely Louisiana? Louisiana? Yeah. yeah. of the night. year. Fantastic Tuesday night game. Um, we're going to continue to get more. I want to say Maxion's back, but it's not. We're getting close. But I'm just going to say Tuesday night, Wednesday night football games are so back. And that's very exciting. All right. I'll go. Uh, I believe I saw something that said that NBA is going back. Um, like they're changing the jersey format. Like you can wear white at home or something like that. Somebody was talking about it on Twitter. 
Well, they do wear white. At well, all. there was something here. Let me find the tweet. It was yeah, somebody. Was say. <laughs> somebody tweeted out something that was like the NBA has like the option to do different things or wear color at home. Maybe maybe those. wear an alternate jersey or something. Yeah, yeah like they So, I want to bring back the idea and how stupid it is that LSU and Dallas Cowboys and teams like that wear white at home in football games. I I, I could I not agree hate more. That. Hate it. I hate and they it. have other jerseys it. too, and they just wear them at the weirdest times. I hate that shit. That's, I hate when teams wear white at home. There's a lot of teams doing it now in the NFL. I know. It's stupid. It is really, really dumb. It it's is not very, like they have dumb. good white uniforms either. Is it, is it a rule? Why, did, did you guys notice that they wore white as the home teams would wear white during the preseason games? You guys notice that? Preseason what? Football. Pre, preseason NFL games. No, I guess. No, I didn't really pay attention to I, it. I noticed that. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. I don't know what the That is very was. weird. I hate whites at home. Okay, my what's popping? I'm going. I think black uniforms are back, and there's a specific team that brought black u- uniforms back, and that's Tennessee. I don't know if you guys saw these, um, but they're dark mode uniforms. Oh my god, those are. Why fun. the white helmet though? Because that's the they're changing the tradition. That's the whole idea of it. Yeah, like it, it's they have they've done the slate gray or the smoke gray that they call it, and so they're just putting black around the white. I don't know. Just and changing then, it up a little bit. Shape they, they've, got, they've got the black stripe and the black face mask on it, so I think it still runs with it. But those black mm-hmm. jerseys alone, the cleanest thing ever. So I'll say black is back. Guess what's uh, back next black week? Black uniforms. Black uniforms. Guess what's back next week? What's back? Puck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hockey is back. That was my who's what's popping last week. <laughs> Hold on, Shapers. Collect yourself. Black uniforms are back. God damn it. But, like, actually, hockey's back on ESPN next week. Yeah, and it would be before we record, so I have to. I, I might actually, know. I might actually watch the first one just to the see Seattle Kraken. Kraken play Wednesday, bud. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to. Is that a regular season game? Yep. Tuesday night is the first night. Pens Lightning Kraken Knights. Yes, you know sir. Not, you know what's not back? Baseball. Guess, guess what the early betting line is on Vegas Seattle. Vegas minus two twenty. Two sixty. It's pretty heavy. Seattle. I figured. Seattle's better than that, right? Vegas opening night, though, it's place is going to be a nut house. Um, they should have let the Kraken open up at home. That's just I, I agree. I agree. That what is it? The Climate Pledge Arena or something like that? Looks yeah, badass. it's like a, the world's first like arena that doesn't emit CO two or some green. some stupid bullshit. It's something sick, that though. like I don't know. It looked pretty cool, but it didn't look very big. No, I I don't think that's a bad thing in hockey i think it's cool when you're on top of the ice and that place mm-hmm. will be allowed so i hope they actually do get a good following out there well think about will. like msg like in the rangers like playing in a place that big and just not having that great of a squad and not being that loud during like regular season not the games. Knicks. we're not talking about the nba yeah uh, bitch <laughs> we're talking I just, about i think it'd be what everybody likes well like and you think like you know, other stadiums around the NHL that are a little bit smaller, but how they just echo sound is just way more fun, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I agree. Everything that we said, I am in total agreement. I think that the, what's popping of the week goes to JP. I cannot stand the white uniforms at home. Okay. Yeah. Let's jump to college football picks. It is here. The time is here. And before we do that, we want to talk to you about the Vigit app. Let's make Schaefer tell you about it this week. Yeah, guys, if you guys have horrible performances uh, with your real money, say going two and eight and doubling down on the money line and making poor choices 
and you need to put yourself in a little bit of a penalty, look no further than the Vigit app. Even when you have cold weekends, much like myself, including on the Vigit app, you still get those coins back and the new weekend is ahead. Just like myself, I am looking forward to the new weekend with full college football and full coins in my pocket. Download the Vigit app today. Our code is WIN393. Let's put some 500 coins down, pick any money line you want, and let's fucking ride. All right, let's go. All right, if that doesn't get you to download Vigit, I don't know what will. Okay, let's jump to college football picks. Roundtable style, as always. The boys up to date are 50, 35, and 1. That is winning 59% of your bets with an 11.75 return on your bet investment. It's pretty damn good. Boys are still hot. Play of the week does fall to four and one. Wake does not cover the six and a half. Could have easily won that too if they would have just punched it in and not shot themselves in the foot late. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was a heartbreaker, um, but they still won the game. So 37-34, Wake wins. The play of the week does not hit. However, it is back. We are back. Five and one is the plan. And then after that, 15, 14 and one. 14 and one, I think. Yes. 14 and one. So that's a lot the plan. Of weeks. Yes, a lot of weeks left. A lot of college football left, which is never a problem. Okay, let's jump to our round table style picks. Let's go JP, myself, Schaefer this week. We'll mix it up. I do not have very many. I think I have four. Like we said, I do not like the board. It's pretty hard. Um, so let's start with JP. Yep, I'm going to rock with SMU minus 13 and a half versus Navy. Navy's given up over 30 points per game while SMU is averaging 42. Navy beat UCF last week. I think it's going to be... Um, you know, a way tougher team in SMU, who is probably the favorite to challenge um, Cincinnati for the AAC. I just think that Navy will have a little bit, you know, they've been playing better football, but they'll come down a little bit this week with a defense that's going to struggle with defending uh, what SMU can do through the air and Mordecai. So I don't think SMU turns the ball over enough to let, you know, a slower paced Navy run offense control the football game. And so I think 13 and a half is plenty. I think this will be like a, um, like a 42-24 kind of game. I think Navy will get their points, but I just don't think that they can hang in with SNU, who's playing really good football right now. Good pick. Okay, I'll jump to a different game, earlier game on Saturday. Let's go Ohio State minus 20 and a half at Maryland. I think Maryland was exposed a little bit last week, and that's from Iowa's offense, so I can only imagine what Ohio State's offense is going to do to them. Um, I don't think Maryland's a good team, and people are just as high on Maryland as they were Rutgers, and you saw what happened last week, so I'll take – Ohio State with the points, 20 and a half on the road at Maryland. Schaefer. Okay. Yeah, Schaefer. All right. I'm going to give you guys a play tonight and give you something to do. Friday. Friday night. Friday. Today is Friday, everyone. Give me the Stanford Cardinal plus no. 13, I believe. I don't know why you're no. It, we're, why wouldn't you give them tonight's game first? I don't know because I thought I'd come back to that. Nobody else would talk about it. No, absolutely. I'm going to talk about it. uh, We talked about Stanford, you know, not being a very good football team in the first uh, game of the year. We talked about them having quarterback issues and not deciding. Not necessarily that they weren't good, but the fact that they couldn't decide on quarterback. God damn it. I wasn't going to bet on this game because Arizona State beat our ass last week at UCLA. Are we doing that? I didn't bet on that game last week, and I – I got my de facto Pac-12 team on the other side, so I'm in. I just think that, yeah, like JP talked about, with the switch to McKee, this has been a completely different offense. This has been a completely different team. They're averaging 34.5 points per game since he's taken over. And it's kind of solidifying that Shaw, is he is the guy. He's, he is one of the top coaches in the Pac-12. You know, we 
I said it. I thought maybe if he had a bad season, he'd be on the hot seat, you know, with consecutive just inconsistent years. I think he's getting this team back on track. Mm-hmm. I don't think – both of these teams are coming off fantastic wins last week, so it's not like one team will have a yeah, hangover. It's not like a – like I wrote down, like, if this people believe this is a come-down-to-earth moment for Stanford, but, like, or, or Arizona State did the same thing last week to UCLA. Like, they both are coming off such a high to hit each other, you know. And yep, so, and I, I think, think it's going to be a great game and just mm-hmm. – yeah, that's way too many points. Way well, too- and you look at the fact that how Stanford plays, like they're that run-heavy team that yep. – builds themselves on a play action and the quarterback that just is very efficient, you know, um, they're like an Iowa the, you know, the PAC 12 or, you know, teams like that. And I just think when you look at Stanford and what they've got out of the quarterback play now, I think 13 and two, like almost two touchdowns is just a lot to give this team right now. I know Arizona state's good. We were high on them. I talk about them, you know, with Jaden Daniels. I think all three of us love Jaden Daniels. We were high on him two years ago. Um, and all that stuff. And he's been nails this year. He's been very good. They are the best team in the South right now. Stanford, though, is 5-1-1 ATS in the last seven Pac-12 games. And Tanner McKee's having quite the year. Yeah. Um, and so I just think that's too much. I'm not saying they're going to win this game. I'm not saying they can't win this game. I just don't think they lose by more than two touchdowns. Okay, fair play. So is that going to skip your turn on the roundtable, JP? You're taking Stanford plus the points as well? No, because I got one I really like. Okay, too. let's jump to JP then. Yeah, and I'll leave this one for Parks because I saw it on his action earlier. Um, so I'll go to a different one. I'll take Ole Miss versus Arkansas under 66 and a half. Uh, two very different play styles. One likes to air it out and get crazy uh, with Ole Miss and Matt Corral, and then you got to slow it down, run the football, Arkansas offense. Ole Miss's defense is very improved. Don't let last week fool you. That's an Alabama team that is Alabama. And so I don't think that's a crazy thing to think. I think when you look at the two teams, I don't think you're going to end up in a 42-30 something football game. I think the game will be slowed down enough by Arkansas's offense to keep this under. And even if Ole Miss puts up 40, I think if they put up 40, Arkansas is not going to have, you know, the points to hang around. So I like under 66 and a half. I think that is just a little bit too high for just such a different, you know, um, play style and honestly we're going to Fayetteville next week and I'm very excited for it and so I wasn't going to take a side on this I'm just getting myself ready for that week I just think this game is going to be is this is this game like prove it or lose it kind of thing like prove that you deserve some hype or you know lose the hype for the rest of the year like be forgot about the rest of the year I think so I think for both teams it is they're both coming off bad primetime losses and and blowouts I I should say not even a loss um yeah, neither one of them proved themselves. Uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, they shut out Arkansas, and it was 42-7 to at one point in that Ole Miss game, and they didn't show anything to compete with Alabama. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a huge, huge game for both teams to continue forward. One of them is going to have going to be, what, 5-1 and one going into next week? So Correct, yeah. And, and it's not a – like, there's no more look ahead right now. Like, at Arkansas, you have Auburn next week who's solid and playing well. Ole Miss, I'm not sure who they have next week, but, like, they know that – that two game stretch that they're in is big deal. So they'll both come out ready to play. I'm really excited to watch that game. Honestly, I think it'll be just a lot of I fun. I need to see it out of Arkansas because much like a lot of teams this year, Texas A&M is one of those that's been a letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Texas win was really good. I think that Texas has proven that, but Texas A&M is not a very good football team. And we, we said we, they had to win one game in this three game stretch, but now I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting greedy. I think you need yeah. to win this game on the road. Yeah. And, and speaking of greed, I know we talk, talk about this like off podcast a lot. 
But what is with the people like throughout the college football world that are just instant reaction people? And so like Ohio State, for example, they lose one game, shut yeah, them out. They think they're them. dead. Um, Here they come back. A team, wins, a team wins two games or one game and just blow them up. And then like, what is with the over? Is it just for like the clicks and the love and all that stuff? Because I feel like if you really watch college football, there's so many teams out there that are still really good that like you can't just throw them away. Like, I mean, am I crazy to think that? Like, I get so no. tired of people on like I'm living it right now, Twitter Jordan. and all that stuff. Like, it's unbelievable. I'm living in that right now. Yeah, we were it the just most, blows my mind. I don't, and I don't mean to bring it back, but like, it's like everyone forgot about us. And I was, that was another thing I was going to say. Just the atmosphere last week, it's like, it just seemed more relaxed. It's like, okay, we, there is no hype. Everyone has completely forgot about us. This team is look, they just look loose. Us, like, us being Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry. I figured our weekly listeners would understand that. But yes, I'm talking <laughs> about Iowa State and just that, yeah, we, we're definitely on the end of that. Um, A&M, Indiana, Clemson, just other teams that come to mind that are kind of just completely forgotten about right now mm-hmm. from our couple of losses early in the year. Yeah, so let's stop doing that stuff, college football world. Yeah, wake up because yeah. teams come back. There's a, a lot of teams, especially early in the year, are trying to work the kinks out mm-hmm. and then become a lot better throughout the year. So it's definitely something you got to stick with. Okay, jump into another play. I'm going to take Kentucky by three at home versus LSU. I That's like this pick I a lot. Um, Kentucky coming off too. coming off a big, big win against Florida. Um, I was actually in Lincoln, and I showed my buddy the game. I said, I think Kentucky's going to win this game. And he came up to me later and was like, holy shit, they actually did. I couldn't believe it, really, um, although I thought they would. It's a good football team. They're riding a high right now, so I'm going to ride with them. I'll take Kentucky. Um, yeah. I'll take Kentucky's points. Yeah, this is the one that I was talking about that I knew you were going to take, so I didn't bring it up. Uh, But people are calling for a letdown spot for Kentucky. I mean, they're coming off a win against Florida. They have Georgia next week. I understand that. But when a team is this hyped up and this ready to go, and now they're at home, they get LSU coming to town who's a little bit disbanded, a little bit, you know, struggling to do things. They're high. They don't don't beat LSU very much. So I think that's enough. And it's not like I'm laying 15 or five or six, or I'm laying three points. I think they can just win the football game and control that. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I, I don't want to give this pick about – and I'm not making this pick because of Kentucky. I'm making this pick about LSU. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're very, very down right now. I think that Coach O is – he's coaching like one of the most overrated coaches in college football. Stingley's out for probably the rest of the year. He has no interest in coming back. It, for the sake of his NFL career, they have no run game. I mean, quarterback plays, it's spotty. And I just feel like they, that's a team that has national championship expectations. And now, like Clemson is, they're really not playing for anything. And you're going to get these teams that are coming for your head every mm-hmm. week. And that's, that's going to be a hungry Lexington crowd. They are going yeah. to get after and, LSU. And just a little more like X and O's analytical stuff. Kentucky – is very good against the pass. Like they rank within the top 40 in the FBS. That's all LSU does. LSU ranks like a hundred and something in like 80 yards on the ground per game. So if they are one dimensional, I truly believe in a strength of Kentucky defense and the ability to run the football well with, you know, Levis and all the different weapons around him. I think that's just, you know, good enough to get a win here. I'm not saying they're going to blow them out. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty. I just think they don't blow teams, teams out. Though. That's the thing. That's their, they don't blow teams out. Yeah. So I think I like that one a lot, actually. Okay. Kentucky by three at home versus LSU. Who's down. That's the play over to Schaefer. 
you know, we don't really play – we're not much of a t- uh, podcast that plays primetime games, but I'm going to play one in this game. Uh, I haven't played an over-under pick in a while or in a couple of weeks. Uh, give me the Texas-Oklahoma under 63-and-a-half. Uh, I know that the Red River rivalry is kind of a shootout in most cases, but I really like this Oklahoma defense going into the game. I want Oklahoma to win, but Texas is playing really well right now, but I don't want to bet for Texas. Um, the, everybody wants to talk about B. John Robinson, B. John Robinson, B. John Robinson. I think that this te- Oklahoma defensive line is going to slow him down. I think that Rattler plays very efficient football. I think last week he completed like 75% of his passes. He's not like this guy that wants to show off his arm anymore. I think he's just a guy that completes short passes. And I think he's going to keep their offense on the field. They won't score that many points. They haven't been all season. But their defense has been playing really well. And Casey Thompson has been playing awesome for Texas under center. But he hasn't been tested quite like this defense yet. Um, This is a great spot for both teams who are – this is – Winner is going to be in the driver's seat for a Big 12 title uh, appearance. So I think that the defenses are going to come locked in. And this is going to be a lower scoring game than people think. I like that pick a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, think about it. The last time they played, it took a couple overtimes to hit the over. Yeah. So it's not like it's been a guaranteed over, over, over kind of game and rivalry. So, yeah, I like that one. Okay. Back down to JP. Yeah. So I am looking at a game that maybe isn't given as much love uh, UTSA plus three and a half versus Western Kentucky. Now this is an interesting spot. I do like it. Um, I don't love it. I just think this, I just like the U- UTSA team and what they're, they're doing. They're so hot right now. Um, they're playing well at quarterback. They have a good running game. The ability to, you know, control the clock and control the football game has been in their favor. They're coming off of, you know, a couple big wins and the line is begging you to take UTSA as a team that is four, or four and one versus a team that's one and three in Western Kentucky. So I'm going to take them. All right. I'll fall for it or, or capitalize on the books, you know? So looking at what Western Kentucky does, they put up absolute numbers as the number one passing team in the country. Uh, and I know UTSA struggle with that a little bit, you know, defending the air, but I just think that they can, keep this game close control again back to another running game team that could control the clock control what's happening and so west kentucky shot themselves in the foot they played tougher games but i think this is a great spot for utsa to really solidify themselves in conference usa good pick okay i'm gonna add on to shapers actually coming back up to me i'm gonna take texas's money line i i'm just solely basing it off of how oklahoma has been playing how they've been looking opposed to texas who's kind of riding a high right now putting up 70 points against a rival so I think they're going to come into this game with a little bit more fire. Obviously, there are games where Oklahoma has rolled in where there is a rivalry standing. Nebraska this year, example A, where they run into a defense that's pretty good. So I think Texas comes out, and I think if this game does go over, I mean under, I think Texas wins the game. So uh, I think Texas will win the game, the Red River rivalry this year. So I'll take Texas plus 140. I took that on Monday. Contradiction, everybody. We are contradicting each other. Let's go. Little bit of little bit of back and forth. Hey yo. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't know if it's a contradiction where he's taking the spread. I, I don't know. I think I just Oklahoma, think Texas no. wins the game. One hundred percent. If he thinks they win, he disagrees that you're taking Oklahoma in the spread. Yeah, I, it works. I, it is three and a half. <laughs> I could see Oklahoma winning by like two points, but we'll see. I, I like Texas yep. to win the game outright. There you go. See. 
And I, I hope both teams lose, for the record, fan-wise. <laughs> I'll say I hope both teams yeah, lose. I would I'll be, take Texas to I win the game. I would not disagree with that. Um, okay, let's go back over to Shave for another play. Uh, I'm excited about this game because it's not really looked at or talked about. There's the, both these teams are not very good. And honestly, my pick is going against the public. I'm going to take Illinois um, plus 11 is what I'm seeing right now against, against Wisconsin at home. I think this homecoming is a, for the okay, great to know. I even better. Didn't know that. Um, I just think that this Brandon Peters and Brett Bielma combination is going to give Wisconsin all they can, they can handle. And I think Bielma, obviously he wants, I wouldn't say revenge. I don't call it revenge because he left the job, but he just wants to get back at his former team. It's at home. You know, they've, they've been known to win in Champaign before against the Badgers. And how many times do I have to talk about how bad this offense is um, for Wisconsin? I know that Wisconsin's defense is really good. Not really. They got their asses shelled last week against Michigan. And all week, me and JP were kind of on the same page. We talked about how they were going to shut down that Michigan running game. And McNamara is not very good. Well, McNamara's ass kind of just took over and dominated that Wisconsin defense. So a defense has – has holes in it. So I think Peters is going to find it. I think they're going to find a way to compete on homecoming double digits at home. Just seems like a lot for Bielma against his old team. I don't dislike that pick at all. I think especially in the quarterback position, Peters, it kind of aligns perfectly to beat the Wisconsin defense. And then they have a backup who I remember very well from negative memories. um, That is not bad at all. So I think Illinois is, is kind of playing for their lives right now. Um, just trying to savor probably one of the biggest games they have left that they'll com- be competitive in. And Wisconsin's so down that I think that is too many points. So I agree with you. I will not be taking it. However, I do agree with you. Down to, down to JP. Yeah, I got uh, one more play and then a lean. So I'm going to go with – now this one's coming from good buddy of ours. Told me, don't overthink it. Take Alabama first half. So I'm taking Alabama first half. I'm taking Alabama minus the 17 or the 18. So – I'm doing both those. Sandwich those together. Reese said, "Don't overthink it. Take Alabama first half." I love betting on Alabama. I like the first. The who are they playing? Texas, Texas A&M. A&M. For seventeen. Yeah, it's seventeen and a half. Yes, and then I think the first half is like, ah, shoot, huh? It was twelve when I looked, but that wouldn't make any sense. But shout out to Reese. We're still thinking about you, buddy. Yeah, we are. So if you're he listening, said, we love you. He said, right here. He said. Wait, let me find He's it. reading his letter that he wrote all of us from the Army. So oh, he, he said it. in his letter, don't think about it, just take Alabama. That's yeah. hilarious. Last, last sentence is, don't overthink it. Just take Alabama first half every time, and you'll be counting the money before you know it. <laughs> you, have, you have to throw 100 bucks on that now that he said that. Yep. Yeah, so we're taking Alabama yeah. first half, Alabama full game. Put me on Alabama first half as well. I'm, I'm going to add that. I like that a lot. I like betting on Alabama. It's a good football team. That's they win great. me money. That is um, great. Okay, I only have one more play, too, um, and I'm going to go a little bit risky here. TCU plays at Texas Tech. I'm going to take TCU's money line. I think Texas Tech's defense is horrible. You run into a TCU game, team that has what? Oh, man, T- TCU's – they're not a very good football team right now. Well, they're competitive in big games, and this will be a big game for them because it's an interstate, interstate game. So I like TCU to actually go into Lubbock and win the game. Don't talk me down on my picks. You, ever, you remember that TikTok I posted or Chip Kelly said, hey, would you shut up? 
That's <laughs> Um, I like TCU to win on the road and just uh, I'll see you at the, uh, the cashier. Okay. Let's go to Schaefer. How many, how many more you got Schaefer? I have actually, I have none. I have a lean. I don't okay, have, give us that's your all lean. I have left too. So I give just, us your lean. I'm, I'm sticking with this team as a lean. Uh, this would be my third week in a row betting on them one and one so far. I think, you know, where I'm going with this. I think Notre Dame is going to get a win in Blacksburg. I, <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> Dude, Notre Dame's just not very good. they got to figure their stuff. I'm going to take Notre Dame on the road in Blacksburg, enter Sandman at night. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. But I don't think Virginia Tech is very – I don't think Virginia Tech is very good. Uh, yeah, the, the offense has got some things to figure out. I don't know what the situation is, is, is going on in the quarterback room if Cone is hurt or if Kelly's just disappointed in the way he's been playing since that Florida State game. If they play Pine, I'm confident that they can go in and get a win. He's a solid backup. Don't play – I don't remember the other guy's name. He the, the second string was just terrible. If you play Pine, I'm confident that Notre Dame can go into Blacksburg and get a win. That's all I'm, I'm going to say about it. I, I, that's my lean. Okay. Uh, hey, guess, going guess back to Notre Dame. In, guess who's in Blacksburg next week? The Pitt Panthers. Ah. And they're coming for the ACC title. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, they are. What do you mean? Look at the rankings. (laughs) Next week is week seven? Week seven? Yes. Okay, that's when we will come back and look at where we stand in our conference championship point game. I was feeling good about mine up until – I'd have to go back and look, to be honest with you. When Miami uh, lost last week, I was like, yeah, that kind of hurt. But I don't – I hope I don't have – I think I got TCU too, which sucks because TCU sucks. But they're going to win this weekend, so that's another step closer oh, to yeah, the conference that, title. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. So, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, here you go. I got it in front of me. Uh, I have Penn State at three points. I feel very good about that. Um, USC, that's not good. Yeah, I got TCU. Fuck. JP, I do have the Roadrunners, and I have App State, and my dark horse, I have SMU. So SMU could be upset in Cincinnati. Give me the uh, to give me the three points, and I have Boise. Boise, that was just chalk, though. Let's uh, let's see Parks, Wisconsin. Ooh, that's not good, Parks. <laughs> <laughs> you do have Pitt at four points. You do have Pitt at four points. That is that's a, a real possibility right now. You still have to make it up in my Wisconsin. That one closed yeah. quick. You have clones at two. Don't hate that. Uh, Buffalo at two. I'm not sure. I'm not. I haven't looked at the Mac. I don't know how the Macs. It ain't gonna be Buffalo. You have Georgia at two points. That's that's pretty solid. That's a coin flip right there. Let's look at JP's. He's got Ohio oh, State. Good. Ohio State. Okay. Washington. Oh, that's no. Not good. That's not good. North, North Carolina. Carolina. No. That's not good. <laughs> uh, you do have Marshall. Marshall's not bad. UCF, that's not good. Nope. <laughs> Things change. San Diego State's that. ranked. That's Ooh. four points. A and M. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a tough. We're tough sledding right now. <laughs> but Jay, Reese, Reese, Indiana, <laughs> Clemson, <laughs> West Virginia, <laughs> Georgia State. Holy shit! That's the only one he might win is Cincinnati. Um, okay. Uh, well, we'll readdress that next week and let you know our updated standings and, and what's likely and what's out. There's a lot out. I know that for sure. Um, but 
let's jump to our play of the week. It is here for college football. Week six play of the week is in. It took some debating this week. Um, it wasn't as easy set. We're going to take the ECU Pirates plus 10 on the road at UCF. ECU coming off of two really good football games and can score a shit ton of points. That's my reasoning. What's yours? Yeah, ECU is coming in playing really good football. UCF is not uh, ever since Gabriel's situation. They just, it, it, they've scored the points, and we know that they were, but they just haven't been playing very good. Uh, confidence plays a huge role in college football, and I think ECU has just got an abundance of it right now. Offense can score with anybody. Defense is not very good. Kind of a yikes. But the UCF defense is not much better at all. So I'm going to expect a shootout. That's why I'm putting over 67 on this as well. So I'll take plus the points and over 67. At Parks, I think you could use another purple shirt, honestly. Yeah, I've got my K-State shirt on representing the first play of the week ever. Easy dubs. Um, shout out K-State. But, yeah, I could use another purple shirt. So why not? Maybe I'll get a gold one. But yeah, I would, my 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 little point is that you get an ECU team that's scoring a lot of points right now with, on a three-game win streak, and ever since the loss of Gabriel, this is a completely different UCF team. That's a really bad loss last week. I you just you can't give this ECU team this hot ten points. I just it just seems too much. Double digits seems too much. Okay, there's your breakdown of the play of the week. ECU plus ten. Book it right fucking now. Play of the week is back. We're going to be five and one. Speaking it into existence, play of the week is back. Put that bet in now. All right. Now is our different time of the week, as always. Games that we're not going to bet on that we're looking forward to and what we think will happen. There's obviously some big games in college football this week. You have Iowa and Penn State. I think Nebraska and Michigan's a massive game, um, especially for Michigan. But I feel like Nebraska has a lot riding on whether or not this team's actually competitive. Um, obviously, they've shown strides, but let's break down some other games that you guys think are extremely valuable in college football this week. Can I, yeah. can I, you go, go. say my hot take yet? Am I allowed to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Michigan, Nebraska, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. This right here, right now, is the biggest game in Scott Foss's coaching career at Nebraska for a couple of reasons. This is a team that's been playing good football. We understand this. This is a team that's been playing really good defense. However, look at their losses. They're just shooting themselves in the foot, coming up short every single time. I'm not taking away their, lo- their wins. Oh, you're right. They don't, they don't have that win yet. You're getting a Michigan team, and here's the deal. You're not catching Michigan at a bad time. Michigan needs this game just as bad as Nebraska does. They're, they want to stay undefeated. They want to prove that Michigan is back. Scott Frost needs to prove he can win this type of football game. It's in Lincoln, okay? The crowd is going to be absolutely fired up. It is a night game. You cannot shoot yourself in the foot and lose another game like this. I think that it will turn their season completely around. They might bounce back, win six, seven games. But this game for Scott Frost has huge ramifications going forward for the entire season for his entire coaching career in Nebraska you the Lincoln newspapers on Monday if they lose this game we'll be going for Frost's head that's just I, I agree I feel like interesting because I I've seen people off the Frost train the first couple weeks of the year and then everybody's back on it now like everybody <laughs> want like once in there and said give him more time more time 
Put me in there. I'm in that. I'm in that list. I I just disagree with the fact that like they'll want his head. I think they got to pick a fucking side. Like you either lose to a Michigan team that's that's playing good football, or you just go. If we lose, we lose, and we're still trying to build. Like you got to pick a side. Like these people aren't. It's driving. You got to pick. Well, I feel like here's where you guys are, are missing it. Look at their first couple of losses this year, their first couple of bad mistakes. They were coaching mistakes, not managing the clock well, not taking shots downfield. Now the problems have progressed to become false starts, mental mistakes of the players, not something that you teach, not something that involves the play call. Play calling has got better. You've seen strides, and he's kind of learning how to fit well with his offense and use his weapons. So it's become less of a coaching issue and more of a, on-field athlete shooting themselves in the foot, which I'll never talk down on because, one, they're 20-year-old kids at the end of the day, and we are showing progression. It, I agree with you, Schaefer. I think this is a massive game. Everybody will be back off the Scott Frost train if he loses. I will not be. I am fully on it for the next – as long as I saw that progression, I will be okay with it. It's going to take longer than what we thought, and that's fine because we've sucked for four years now and a little bit before that with Mike Riley. So I'm back on it. Whether or not they get their ass whipped in this game or whatever, I don't think it'll go that way because I think this is a truly good football team. And I'm just hoping they show it. I just think, yeah, I, I, I think they're, they were on national television for that Illinois game. Everybody wrote them off. They're finally earning their respect. They're, they're keeping these national televised games close with Oklahoma, Michigan State. Now, I just think it's time to get over the hump and win this one. I agree. No, I couldn't agree more. I really fucking hope they win this game. I am on the same page. <laughs> um, I don't. I am not. Not this week. Um, I am going to Ohio State, um, which I invited Schaefer to, and he turned me down. You believe that, that shit, JP? I'm a I wouldn't go. <laughs> you wouldn't go to Ohio State, Nebraska? No. That's so stupid. I hate Nebraska, and I hate Ohio State. Yeah. Okay. I, I would. I would. Fair. If it, it's just different an experience. We're going to Arkansas. We don't have any affiliation with Arkansas other than we thought it was cool to drive by their stadium. Like that's different. But when it's in conference and it's like two teams in conference and it's not like the Big Ten. I would go to Iowa, Northwestern Iowa, Penn State. I I don't give a shit. I don't have to cheer for them. I just think it'd be a cool thing to be at. See, that's, um, I, mean, I don't know. It'd be cool, but I just don't think I could go. I I couldn't. There's you couldn't pay me three hundred dollars to go to the game. Mostly not because it wouldn't be cool to watch the game and be see the atmosphere. Mostly because I'd have to deal with, like, the outside and the people around. Like, just the- – But you wouldn't because they're club seats. So, think about it if you want to go have an extra ticket. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go to Iowa and Penn State. Wow, I said per, 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 per. And I almost said Purdue. But, okay, Iowa and Penn State, massive game. Um, obviously, yeah. four versus three in the college football playoff ranking or AP top 25, AP whatever you want to call it. Also whack, but we'll get um, to football rankings. Okay, my breakdown is I have no fucking clue. I think this will tell you the story about both of these teams. So going in, both of I think Penn State has a more impressive win against Auburn. However, it was at home, and Iowa was on the road. But they kind of equal out because Penn State played at home but beat a good Auburn team, and then Iowa played on the road, didn't play well offensively, but beat a good Iowa State team. So I feel like they're even out, so I really have no fucking idea how this game's going to go. Obviously, I think it's going to be a defensive battle, and I think you're going to see like a maybe 21 to 14 or 21 to 13 game. Go Little ahead. side note, we're fucking beating Auburn, but that's just a side note. So. 
Anyway. Iowa State's beating Auburn? Yes. Ooh, I don't that. know. Auburn sucks. Auburn doesn't have any good wins, I would yeah, say. Yeah, they it's don't. It's just a knock on them. They have played better, but they've also haven't played that big a game. Their quarterback, so, I, I still think Bo And that's not taking – that's still a tough win to have as your Penn State. Like, that's still a SEC, you know, power fight team coming into Happy Valley. It's not an easy game to win. I just think this game comes down to can Iowa force turnovers and can Sean Clifford continue his ways this year of not turning it over? Because you know he's had the issues in the past. It Can we steal possessions away from Penn State? Can Penn State hold on to those possessions? I don't think it's going to come down to Penn State's defense playing, stopping our offense or our offense moving the ball. It's simply be come down to turnovers, which is so cliche to say and so like, oh, Wow, but he doesn't know anything to say. I, we love talking about that. It is cliche. We always but, say that. But when you look at it, at some point, people have always been like, at some point, I was going to stop getting lucky and getting turnovers. At some point, they're going to stop getting lucky and turnovers. Hate to break it to the world, and I've said it before, sometimes turnovers are talent and making people make mistakes. And that's been a lot of it. Yeah, they've been lucky a couple of times. Every team's lucky a couple of times. But the amount of times they've done it and at the clip they've done it, they've forced teams into uncomfortable, stupid mistakes. And now – if a quarterback throws a bad ball, it's like, why are you throwing that? Probably because he's shitting his pants because that they have Justin Jacobs and Yawa Black and all these guys breathing down his neck. He's scared. Like, that's what happens. And so I just think if they can force turnovers, and they don't need four, they don't need six or seven like they had a week ago. If they can get one or two and not turn the ball over at all, I think they win that game. And I think it opens the door for um, – I'm going to go on a limb. win. I just, if, I, if Iowa forces seven turnovers, they're going to win the game. It's just a bold they're prediction. They're not going to force seven turnovers. They got seven last week. But I just, if you're looking at it, I just don't think that this game can be decided on anything but that. Like Both offenses have had question marks, but they've also shown glimpses. Both defenses have looked really good. Iowa has good special teams. Penn State's all right on special teams. It's going to be a field position battle and a turnover battle. That's all it's going to be. It's going to be a Big Ten football game. I think, yeah, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is that I'm looking forward to seeing if Sean Clifford could stay patient in the pocket against this defensive line. And if he can stay patient and not force the turnovers that quarterbacks have been against Iowa, he's going to find Jahan Dotson. I think that's another matchup I'm interested. I think that Jahan Dotson can get open against this Iowa secondary if given the time, but the, that's just the big question is if he can mm. get the time and if he can stay patient in the pocket. I think yeah. if he doesn't turn the ball over and they win the field position battle, I think he's not to set spark any fire here, but I think he's a better quarterback than Petrus. I think he will win this field position battle if he does not turn the ball over. That's how Penn State will win. Will they? I don't know. But I think another big factor for Penn State winning the football game is stopping Mekhi Goodson. That guy's a monster. Um, obviously, Kinnick's going to play a big factor. That place is a fucking nut house, and all the fans are right on top of the benches and in the game pretty much. Um, so that'll play a factor, but it just comes down to me. Obviously, turnovers, I'll, t- I'll add on to the cliche, but if they can stop Goodson and may- force Peters to throw the ball, that's when they'll find themselves in a better spot. Yeah, and the offensive line has had their issues, but we are getting guys back. We are settled in more, so that's helped a ton. You know, you get shot back in the lineup. It's been missing or splitting time most of the year with a foot injury. And it's just, if you look at him and you look at what Peaches has done, he hasn't been super impressive, but he hasn't been bad. He's thrown one pick. He's got 10 touchdowns. He's being efficient. If we can find a way to push the ball down the field 
and maybe work it back towards and help Goodson get room to run. Goodson's going to make his plays. He's going to make guys miss. Just like Jahan Dotson is going to have his catches, he's just that good. And so it's can you contain that if you're Penn State's defense, if you're Iowa's defense, can you contain that enough? And I think the answer is yes, we can contain him enough. I'm not saying we're going to lock him down to two catches for 14 yards. I don't think he hits like 70 yards. I don't think – I just think there's, there's so much going in, you know, a – just it, this is the most cliche Big Ten football game of all time. So it feels like when you're trying to break it down, you can't break it down because you feel like you're just hitting all the – you know, like connecting all the dots of like children's play. But to me, it simply comes down to field position – and can can Petrus do enough without being like too relaxed, not or like too scared to make mistakes, or too like okay to check down? You know what I mean? So like that's where I'm thinking on all of it. Okay, let's jump back to Nebraska and Michigan, and then we'll go back to Iowa, Penn State. Final score predictions, round the table, no explanation. Final score predictions, write them down. I don't know which one. Let's go. Let's start Nebraska, Michigan. I'll lead it off. I think Nebraska wins twenty-seven twenty-one. Damn, I don't know if it gets up there. I would say it's going to be like a 23-20 game. Uh, I think oh, – fuck. I mean, I really like Nebraska earlier in the week. It became America's pick, and so it took me off it a little bit. I'd say 23-20, I think, Michigan. But if – It's not America's pick anymore. Oh, the people – went back up. Wow. Went back up. And I just think it'll be enough – if Nebraska shoots their self in the foot at one or two times, that'll be enough. If they don't, they win. It'll be 23-20. My father has raised me better. Um, will not pick Nebraska in this game. 20-17, uh, to 17, Michigan. Yeah, see, yeah. yeah, I don't feel that hate, Schaefer, anymore. Like, it's been 10 years, man. Here's the deal. The real fans keep But if somebody beats your I, sh- I guess if, if – Iowa State would have piss pounded us for thirty years, and I probably would have been pissed too. So, I mean, it was it's usually fine. the other side. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's, it's fine. I just, I will always have the glory days. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. Um, so Michigan, what's the final score then? That's the 20, 2017. 2017 Michigan. Got it. So that's another cover. I'd make a six and one against the spread. Um, <laughs> okay. It's a push, isn't it? No, no it's, it's three and, and a half. Ah. Um, okay, let's go to Iowa, Penn State. Final score prediction. Let's go back the other way. Let's go Schaefer first. Again, my father raised me better. <laughs> 13, Penn State, Iowa 10. Fuck you both. <laughs> okay, JP. <laughs> 20 to 13, Hawks. I'll stay on the same train. I'll, th- I'll say 24 to 13, Sean Clifford throws three picks. Okay. If he's on the field to throw three picks, I'm so happy because I think if he throws two, they yank him and they're really fucked. Yeah, no, I think he'll stay on the field, and I think he'll throw three, and one of them will be a pick six. So 24-13 is my final score. Hey, shout out Colorado State. They're playing uh, host to San Jose State. I will take it, San Jose State if Starkle plays. But yeah. I, in, in case They're underdogs, know. dude. They're underdogs. When they, lost Starkle, when they lost Starkle, dude, when he's been questionable, that team went that's, so far that's down why so fast. Because they're waiting on that. But, you know, Colorado State's the only team to not have their quarterback benched against the U of I. Starting to think Sean Clifford might smell the bench again like he has in his past. Yeah, no, you're right. But they don't have that Will Levis back backhand. He's over at Kentucky doing his thing. So, um, Kentucky, man, that team, I don't know. That was a team that we were pretty high on, and they're panning out for now. Um, but, all right, there's your final score predictions and predictions for big games of the week. 
Let's jump to our not favorite time. However, we're actually not that bad at betting it. Let's jump to the NFL. Um, the NFL is weird. It's on week five. Um, Thursday night game. Who, who's winning? I haven't turned it on. Man. Rams are. I think it was 16-9 last I looked. Okay, 16-9. Rams are on top. Um, I will jump back, however, really fast and say that our La Tech over four and a half wins bet future looking pretty decent. It's looking pretty decent. So. I like it. We're, we're in a good spot. Okay, let's go to the NFL. Who has a play for the NFL? Let's go round table style. Let's just go open table style because we're so iffy on picks. Um, let's lead it off with Schaefer, though, because he always got a couple. I will not, repeat, <laughs> will not be doing a Moneyline parlay this week. No. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm done with that shit. Getting off that train. Uh, you know, just looking at the board here, I – I love the Colts plus seven on Monday night. We're a bunch of dogs. We might not win the football game, but we're a bunch of dogs. So you just not say like maybe 40 minutes ago in the same podcast, that team's bad, man. And I think that was a great quote. Just because we're bad doesn't mean we're not, we're not frisky. We're not dogs. All right. We got a bunch of of scraps, scrappers on the team. Um, How about Titans minus four at, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's horrible, and they're coming off a terrible loss against the Jets. This is huge divisional game. Every win matters in this shitty division. Yeah, that's fair. That's I think those are both good. Are you playing the Colts one for sure, or is that just a lean? No, that's just something I was looking at. Maybe if I'm feeling a little little risky on Monday night, maybe if I need to get fired up for it, but I'm already going to get fired up because that's a huge game. That's a huge game for us. We need to fucking win that game. Um, okay, I did my weekly go through and not think about it and just click three random teams and bet on it, and it's hit two out of three weeks. So uh, my NFL parlay for the week, I'm going to go Kansas City at home on Sunday night against the, the Bills. I think Kansas City is a little bit desperate at this point, and their fans are getting antsy, so there'll be a little nuts in there. I think Kansas City ekes out a win, and I think three points is not nothing to uh, be scared of. Then I'll take Dallas at home versus the New York Giants by seven. Dallas is a team that's pretty good this year, actually. Um, undefeated I, against the spread. Yeah, undefeated against the spread. Team that covers, which we love. So I'll take Dallas, Dallas's points, and then I'll take Tampa Bay's money line at home versus Miami. I think they take care of business there. That parlay is plus three thirty-two. So if you can't do the math, that is a hundred dollars to win three hundred thirty-two of them. So that is my NFL parlay for the week. Those are my plays. Down to GP. Uh, Saints football team over forty-three and a half. I think Winston figures it out, scores a little more points. The Washington defense isn't as good as originally thought, and they've been putting up some points, so I think over 43.5. That's a good play because Washington's defense has been fucking atrocious. So that's a good NFL plays. No breakdowns for you because who gives a shit? Money's made on Saturdays, Sundays. You you just uh, bet on it. Okay, let's go to the finale. Let's jump to Schaefer picking us a song to take us out. Um, hopefully you know the name of the artist and it's not <laughs> Mr. After Party. Um, yes, however, that was electric. That, was, that, that was an electric finish. Um, but obviously you've heard Jack Harlow, our new segment, so hopefully that fired you people up a little bit. Um, but let's jump to it. Schaefer, what are is going to play us out this week? Uh, I, I wish Start this it now. A, I wish this was in Happy Valley, but it's still going to be all the same. Give me the white out. Give me the bomba. Give me the bow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's already playing. So 
That'll take us out. All right. We appreciate you joining us. We'll see you next time. It's been another great episode. Get these bets in. Download the Vigit app. We love you. Goodbye. Go Hawks, Jay Franklin, Baldwin, Sean Clever, throw two picks. Happy bye week. Talking about.